0: From the Book of Isaiah. Wherefore the Lord said, For as much as this people draw near to me with their mouth, and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the precepts of men. Therefore, behold, I will proceed to do a marvelous work among this people, even a marvelous work and wonder. For the wisdom of their wise men shall perish, and the understanding of the prudent men shall be hid. Greetings, friends, and welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com, and that's where you go to, su- to support this mission of truth and the archives and all of those things. Today, we are resuming our study in the Gospel According to Matthew. We're ready for chapter 15 today, which deals with a couple of things. Uh, primarily, the beginning here is Jesus dealing with the hypocrisy of the Pharisees and warning people that they shouldn't follow, follow the blind. If you follow the blind, you and the person you're following, the both of you, will fall into a pit. So he's warning against following teachers that don't know what they're talking about. (laughs) And the Pharisees were definitely that. Their issue was they had placed the rabbinic traditions above the word of God. And then we have Jesus healing a Gentile woman. And then we have him feeding 4,000. And that is what is on the agenda for this morning. So open up your hearts and let's see what the Word of God has to say to us. Let's begin. Chapter 15, verse 1. Then some Pharisees and scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem and said, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. Please note. Notice they don't come to Jesus and say, Why are your disciples breaking the law? Why do your disciples break the traditions of the elders? That's the question. Continuing on. Verse 3. And he answered and he said to them, Why do you yourselves transgress the commandments of God? For the sake of your traditions. For God said, honor your father and your mother, and he who speaks evil of father or mother is to be put to death. But you say, whosoever says to his father or mother, whatever I have that I would help you has been given to God. He is not to honor his father or his mother. And by this you invalidate the word of God for the sake of your traditions. You hypocrites! Rightly did Isaiah prophesy of you. This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far away from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching as doctrines the precepts of men. After Jesus called the crowd to him, and he said to them, Hear and understand, it is not what enters into the mouth that defiles the man. But what proceeds out of the mouth, this defiles a man. Then the disciples came to him and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this statement? But he answered and he said, Every plant which my heavenly Father did not plant shall be uprooted. Let them alone, they are blind guides of the blind. And if a blind man guides a blind man, both will fall into a pit. So please note the disciples are like, hey, did you know that uh, what you just said, you know, calling them a hypocrite, uh, that they're offended by that? And Jesus basically says, hey, anything that's not planted by my Father will be uprooted. And so stay away from them. They're blind guides leading the blind. And if the blind follow a blind guide, both of them are going into the pit. Every plant which my heavenly father did not plant shall be uprooted. That's a pretty bold and strong statement. He's saying these teachers are not of God. They are to be left alone. They have been given over. Do not follow them. They're blind, leading the blind. Verse 15 Peter said to him, Explain the parable to us. And Jesus said, Are you still lacking in understanding also? Do you not understand that everything that goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and is eliminated? But the things that proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and those defile a man. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witnesses, and slanders. These are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man. As usual, Jesus is getting to the heart, right? Right? It's like okay the hand washing thing that tradition that that's not defiling a person. You're worrying about what's going into your mouth which is just going to pass through your stomach. What defiles a person is what's in your heart because your heart will lead you to do evil if there's evil in your heart. Evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, Fornications, thefts, false witnesses, and slanders. These are the things that actually defile a man. What's coming out of your mouth? What are you saying? What's coming out of your heart? What are you thinking, right? Evil thoughts is on the list here. And then two things related to sexual immorality, adulteries and fornication. Verse 21. And Jesus went away from there, and he withdrew into the district of Tyre and Sidon. And a Canaanite woman from that region came out and began to cry out, saying, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is cruelly demon-possessed. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and implored him, saying, Send her away, because she keeps shouting at us. But he happened. But he answered and he said, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and she began to bow down low before him saying, Lord, help me. And he answered and said, Is it not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs? But she said, Yes, Lord, but even the dogs feed on the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, O woman, your faith is great. It shall be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed at once. Alright, please note. At first glance, this sounds like Jesus is being cruel, doesn't it? He's He's being cruel because she's not Jewish. Up until this point, Jesus is not doing a lot of interaction with Gentiles uh, because he is sent to the Israelites, to the house of Israel. And even the disciples don't regard her as much value because at this point they still don't know that what's about to happen is that uh, the kingdom of God is about to come to the Gentiles, to the whole world. So, they're disregarding her as well. They're like, hey, would you send her away? I mean, the woman's pleading for mercy, right? And here's the thing about God. Is, he loves mercy. And he loves to grant mercy to those who are begging, seeking mercy. And here's the kicker. They're seeking mercy, not by their own merit. The woman's not saying, the woman's not going down her list of qualifications she's pleading for mercy for mercy's sake and that's the type of mercy God loves to give the undeserved mercy to the person who bows themselves low who recognizes their own depravity and their own inability to, to do what needs to be done and they seek the mercy of God so that so he says, you know, I have only come to the house of Israel. She, please have mercy. Uh, it's not right to give the the children's bread to the dogs. She's like, does she say, oh, how dare you? Right? <laughs> of course not. How dare you call me a dog? You Jews, blah, blah, blah. She doesn't even argue that point, right? She knows where the mercy has to come from. She's not concerned with those things that we might consider as little jabs or insults. I think what Jesus is really trying to do is to see how far her faith will go. She says, yes, but even the dogs will eat the crumbs from the master's table. Ultimate humility. This is what she came to Christ with. Pleading for mercy. Complete submission in humility for the sake of her daughter. Jesus recognizes that as great faith. And to God great faith. And the appeal for mercy and grace, he he can't resist. He loves that. As we see here, Jesus, "O oh woman, your faith is great. It shall be done for you as you wish." And her daughter was healed at that moment. F.B. Meyer says this A crumb from the table of our Lord can make the heart satisfied and glad. But the the suppliant must take the right place and give him his right place. This poor Gentile mother had no claim on Jesus as the son of David. He was therefore silent. It was impossible for her to come in by the door of the covenant, but his silence led her to knock at another door and taught her to cry, Lord, help me. There was yet another lesson for her to learn. And the Lord knew that she was capable of learning it. She must realize that for the time of his ministry was confined to the chosen people so that the Gentile claim could be recognized only incidentally. But when she was willing to take the low place under the table and ask for the children's crumbs, he put the key of his insurgable riches into her hand saying, Woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. Those who yield to God most absolutely are able to decree things. All right. Uh, he does end that quote by citing two scriptures. He cites Job twenty-two twenty-eight, which says, Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall be upon thy ways. And John fifteen seven, which says, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Alright, let's continue on. Verse 29. Departing from there, Jesus went along by the Sea of Galilee, and having gone up the mountain, he was sitting there. And large crowds came to him, bringing with them those who were lame, crippled, blind, mute, and many others. And they laid them down at his feet, and he healed them. So the crowd marveled as they saw the mute speaking. The crippled restored, the lame walking, and the blind seeing, and they glorified the God of Israel. And Jesus called his disciples and said, I feel compassion for these people. Because they have remained with me now three days and have nothing to eat, and I do not want to send them away hungry, for they might faint on the way. The disciple said to him, Where would we get so many loaves in this desolate place to satisfy such a large crowd? Please note, if you're like me, you read that with frustration, because it wasn't that long ago that we just saw this same scenario with five thousand, Right? But we shouldn't be so quick to judge because how often has God provided for us and met our needs and answered prayers and then the new crisis arrives and we've complete, we, we completely forgotten, right? And here we are. Well, what are we going to do? It's, it's, there's nothing new under the sun, my friends. And Jesus said to them, have many, how many loaves do you have? And they said, seven and a few small fish. And he directed the people to sit down on the ground, and he took seven loaves and the fish. And giving thanks, he broke them, and started giving them to his disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. And they all ate and were satisfied, and they picked up what was left over of the broken pieces, seven large baskets full. And those who ate were four thousand men, besides women and children. And sending away the crowds, Jesus got into the boat and came to the region of Magadan. And that, my friends, is chapter 15. I pray that it's been a blessing to you this morning. The the biggest lesson that I'm personally taking out of this is the Gentile woman. How she pleaded to God for mercy with absolute lowliness and humility. And may that be the way that we approach an all-powerful God. Those who yield to God most absolutely are able to decree things, as F.B. Meyer says. Ask, and it will be done for you. All right, my friends. Thank you for listening. Thank you to those of you who support this podcast through Patreon and all of those things. Couldn't do it without you. Thank you for praying for me. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.